1: What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Fay, hitting you with a solo podcast. Our guy Jack Manuel's voice is still recovering. Obviously, need him for free agency tomorrow, so I'm going to jump into our final off-season target episode. And today's focus is going to be free agent wings. Obviously, we jumped in the free agent guards, free agent bigs, and we did our trade target episode. So make sure you check those out, which can be found on all streaming platforms as well as every episode of the Buzz. But Let's jump into it and obviously like we have for all the other episodes we're going to jump into who's currently on the roster. And that's Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and Joe Harris if you consider him a wing. Obviously KD, top 3 player in the NBA, maybe takes a slight step back next season but still the best of the best in which you can have. And then Ben Simmons, you know, if healthy and playing on full full caliber, he's a guy that's You know, a top 25, top 35 player in the NBA, and arguably one of the top three defenders, especially with his versatility and ability to defend multiple positions. And then we know what Joe Harris can do. There is a concern with, you know, the ankle surgeries in which he had over the course of the year. And that's two. Obviously, the first one did not go well. So they had to do another one to clean things up and correct the issue. So we'll see what Joe looks like when he's healthy and out there. But As of right now, those are the three guys that are under contract. Now moving on to free agent wings the Nets have of their own, they have Kessler Edwards. And we did get some news on Kessler Edwards today that his team option was declined, but it is expected that the team is going to offer him a multi-year contract over the course of the next couple days. And if you listen to the buzz, I'm sure you know how, how we feel about Kessler Edwards. You know, he's a guy that could really develop nicely into a piece that could be Important for this team. You know, I don't see him being a starter or anything this season, but I definitely see him having a chance to be in the rotation and showcase his defensive ability and hopefully improved offensive ability. But getting on to what the Nets need from this, you know, free agent, free agent group in terms of the wings, they need more wings. You know, they need to tilt the roster. It needs to be a wing-heavy roster rather than a guard-heavy roster, a big-heavy roster in which we saw last season. It was a huge issue in the postseason for the Nets with the limited options they had you know essentially with ben simmons and joe harris both being out and kessler edwards being a rookie and not given enough time to develop throughout the season it was strictly kevin durant and playing a whole bunch of guards that weren't capable of defending bigger wings and that was a huge issue and that really you know kind of put the nets in an uphill battle to win that series so the front office needs to be better they need to make sure that they have options at every position they have that versatility you know and even if they don't cut James Johnson before you know the postseason, is he really the answer? They just did not have enough at that spot going into the season, and they never addressed it. Obviously, if Ben was healthy, he'd make a huge difference. But still, there wasn't you know capable bench pieces to come in and fill in for injury or foul trouble. So this is an area that Sean Marks really needs to focus on. This has to be you know the top priority of the offseason. That's you know with free agency and that's with trades. And obviously today we're talking uh, about free agency, but still. And I think another specific need for the wing group would be, you know, a starting or closing level player, a guy that can come in, start games if somebody's out, but also close games if the Nets need to go to a wing-heavy closing lineup or they need to play, you know, three or four wings to finish the game. You know, that was just not an option they had last year. And that's an option you need against some of these teams in the league, especially when you have, you know, one of the best wing duos in the entire NBA and Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons, if healthy. So if you can just give them proper depth and give them another guy that can just fill in and be a role player, this doesn't have to be an all-star. This doesn't even have to be a fringe all-star. This just has to be a good player that can knock down the three and defend and hopefully do a couple other things on the court. But overall, it's just kind of filling in your role and understanding that, you know, a Dory Finney-Smith would be a a perfect guy in Brooklyn that could kind of come in and really do some great things. Obviously, Dallas is not going to move him anytime soon, and he's a great fit there. And that's why it's so hard to find a player like this, because everyone who has it usually is trying to retain them. But in terms of how the Nets could acquire this wing – Obviously, we discussed many different trade options in the trade target episode, but for free agency, they can use a taxpayer mid-level exception, or they can offer a veteran minimum contract. It's pretty simple. It's been the same for the guards. It's been the same for the bigs. Now, looking at who they could potentially target with the taxpayer mid-level exception, we'll start with Nicholas Batum. Obviously, opted out of his deal with the Clippers and would be able to fill in nicely for this Nets team. You know, would give them... You know, a small ball five option can defend the three, four, and five, has versatility, can pass the ball, can handle the ball, can knock down a three. The bad news is it seems like he's going back to the Clippers and they're gonna give him a nice contract. You know, the rumored contract has been, you know, a 10 million a year at either two years or three years. And like we said, the Nets have the taxpayer mid level exception, which is just about, just over $6 million. So obviously, if Batum is looking for money, he's staying with the Clippers. The only potential chance maybe the Nets would have in a scenario like this would be, you know, if Batum was looking for more playing time. You know, the Nets could probably offer that, offer that to him given how stacked the Clippers roster is. But going to another unlikely name, we have PJ Tucker and he's been linked to the Nets, but he's also been heavily rumored to be going to the Sixers for the mid-level exception, which the full mid-level exception which is around $10 million and the rumored deal is 3 years 30 million and the Nets can't offer that to him. And they also might not offer that to him. Obviously, P.J. Tucker, I believe, is 37 years old, getting up there in age. You know, we see his athleticism declining, but still would be a piece that can knock down a corner three, bring some toughness, you know, still a gritty defender, more probably of a small ball fiver against slower wings. We saw him have some issues last year in the postseason against Boston, but still a guy that the Nets could definitely use, but still likely going to the Sixers. Moving on from Tucker, Kyle Anderson, Ben, who's been a, a Nets Twitter favorite. He's a guy 6'9", nicknamed Slow Mo, does not have a great three-point shot, career 33% from three, but does a lot of other things on the court. Can defend, has good size to him, You know, can knock down that mid-range shot, does everything at his own pace, can handle the basketball, solid passer, high basketball IQ, You know, would be able to play minutes at the four, minutes at the five, and the small ball options. So, You know, Kyle Anderson's definitely a name that could be possible. I know there's been, you know, people out there thinking that he'll get more than a taxpayer mid-level exception, which is very possible. So we'll kind of see what happens with Kyle Anderson and if he'll be on the move or is he staying in Memphis or is someone throwing that full mid-level exception at him. But moving on from Kyle Anderson, we have TJ Warren and... You know, we really haven't seen TJ Warren play basketball since the bubble. And in the bubble, he was awesome. You know, he was just lighting it up and looked like he was an all-star level player, but has dealt with numerous injuries, you know, specifically a foot injury that's held him out. We're not really sure what he'll look like if he's on the court, but if he plays, you know, even at 75% of how he played in the bubble, this would be a steal for the taxpayer mid level exception. And the idea is, you know, he needs to kind of have a prove it year so he can go get that big contract up to the level he was playing in the bubble. And, you know, he was also improving his defense when he was in the bubble. He was also shooting a better percentage from three over, over the course of his career in Indiana, not super high volume, but still improved three point shooting is a guy that can be active on the board. Not necessarily a great rebounder, but has spurts not really going to be much of a passer either, but he can score the basketball and give you some good size and some good strength in the wing at six, eight. So TJ Warren is definitely a possibility for the nets. If that's the type of player they're interested in, obviously, a little risk with Warren given the injury and we haven't really seen him play and how he would necessarily fit but still very talented and you worry about the fit later. After that we got Cody and Caleb Martin, both restricted free agents, both unlikely to hit the unrestricted free agent market, so not very likely you see them, you know, leave Charlotte or Miami. Both guys, very similar skill sets, Great hustle, great energy, good defenders, can knock down a three, can handle the ball a little bit. Just one of those pesky guys you love to have on your team and definitely a guy when he's not on your team kind of drives you nuts. But still very unlikely we see those guys leave their current situation. And then on to Otto Porter, a guy that seems – Pretty likely to leave Golden State, you know, especially because it seems like Golden State has other plans for their taxpayer-level exception and really can only offer Otto Porter a slight raise of the veteran minimum. So Porter's also a guy that's been tied to the Nets in the past, you know, tied to them last offseason. There was a lot of people who thought he was a lock to land in Brooklyn. And obviously we know what happened in Washington when uh, Sean Marks threw that wild offer sheet at him. So Otto would be a guy that comes in, provides you some nice wing depth. Still only 29 years old. Not, not up there in age, just has missed a lot of time due to his injury history. Last year did play 63 games, but prior to that, there was definitely a concern. You know, it was 28 games. It was 15 games. It was 14 games. So, you know, seeing Porter on, on the court last year in healthy was great, but can he consistently keep that up? We're not really sure, but if he can, you know, he definitely would be a solid piece. You know, averaged about eight points last year, did shoot 37% from three, not crazy volume. We saw him in the finals a little reluctant at times to take some of those shots. Defensively, he's not a lockdown guy, but he is a solid defender and can rebound the basketball. So, Porter would be a really nice add to this team. And I think he'd also be comfortable in a bench role, and you don't necessarily have to start him. And he'd be a great guy to kind of have come off the bench if you make a bigger wing acquisition on the trade market. So, porter seems the most likely on this list given you know the rumors we've seen his current situation and the net's previous interest in him but
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
1: There's no lock the Nets use a taxpayer mid-level exception on someone on this list. You know, I could see them potentially trying to use it on a big. Uh, We discussed some of those potential options, you know, Mo Bamba, Jalen Smith, Bobby Portis. But it seems most of those guys are going to get more than a taxpayer mid-level exception. So I think it'd be pretty smart for the Nets to use it on someone in this group. But moving on to the veteran minimum guys, uh, we have Joe Ingles, who obviously missed – Majority, if not all, of last season, I believe, with a torn ACL. Looks like he's interested in staying in Portland. If not, you know, potentially could see him land in Brooklyn. A somewhat of a different skill set for a wing can facilitate the offense, run the pick and roll a little bit. You know, has had some really great seasons from three, but again, coming off injury, up there in age, does have the Australian connection with Patty Mills and. Ben Simmons. Obviously, Patty's status with the Nets is unknown given he opted out of his player option, but it does seem like he could potentially be back. Another guy, veteran minimum, would be Thad Young. You could probably push him maybe up to the taxpayer mid-level exception group, but rumor is that Toronto is going to kind of retain him and throw him a pretty nice contract, so unlikely that Thad makes a return to Brooklyn. Marquise Morris, you know, you'd just bring him in for some depth. Not a guy that you necessarily count on to play minutes, but you know, Morris has had some big moments in the playoffs in the past, but is getting up there in age. Uh, Daniel House, you know, did play some postseason minutes for Utah. I know Jack loves him. I would look at him for the veteran minimum, see, you know, how he could fit in. Not necessarily great at anything, just an okay role player at a lot of different things. You know, not a lockdown defender, does show energy, does have wing size, can knock down a three-point shot, but still not necessarily a great role player, but someone that you should be looking at the veteran minimum. Juan Toscano Anderson, you know, didn't really get many minutes with the Golden State last season, given, you know, what they had. And it doesn't look like they're going to bring him back. There could definitely be an opportunity for him in Brooklyn. Not necessarily the most skilled player, but a guy that just plays with a lot of energy, a lot of effort, and obviously has a size that the Nets could be looking for. So, You know, I would look at him as potentially a veteran minimum guy. After that, you get to, you know, Carmelo Anthony, a guy that feels like he's been tied to the Nets for every season, you know, since the Melo drama when he was in Denver. But Carmelo would give you, you know, somebody who could score the basketball, knock down a three-point shot, good rebounder, obviously not a good defender. Maybe plays like small ball five at this point, but obviously defensively he's not doing much of the rim, doesn't have great length, doesn't have great athleticism, but still you could do worse for the veteran minimum than Carmelo Anthony. And then Danilo Gallinari, if Gallinari is bought out, he was just part of that DeJounte Murray trade. Similar to Melo, you know, I would say Gallinari is more skilled offensively in terms of a role player, in terms of like knocking down those catch and shoot shots and fitting into a role player role, but both guys defensively are pretty bad and do but do have that wing size. So overall this seems like an area the Nets are going to have to be active in regardless of what they do in the trade market like we kind of talked about. We have KD, we have Ben. It looks like Kessler is going to be back for multiple years and if you include Joe in this group, you know that's four wings. I think ideally you'd love to add three more. You know, one being on on the trade market, somebody who's not a premium wing, but more of a starting level wing, you know, guys that we discussed in that trade target podcast episode, um, you know, PJ Washington would be the ideal target at this point in time. And then you look to maybe add a solid bench piece in an auto porter with a taxpayer mid level exception. And then you hope to grab someone on a veteran minimum deal in that market as well, you know, be it a Marquise Morris or even a Carmelo Anthony or just someone who's going to fill out the rest of the bench because you just want to have that depth. And obviously, KD's getting up there in age. It's going to miss some time. I think the Nets need to do a better job of resting him this season. Ben Simmons is young, but has had back issues, which is obviously something that seems to commonly reoccur. And he also will probably have some type of rest if he's dealing with any type of back issue throughout the season. Kessel Redwood still being very young. Joe Harris coming off ankle surgery. You almost expect him to also get some rest time. So, very important for the Nets to have depth in this area just because of, you know, the guys that they currently have, but also just the way that the, the league is going. And as Kevin Durant said, it's a wings league. You need to have depth, you need to have options, and injuries are always going to happen. And you need to be able to match up with some of the best teams. I mean, look at Boston. Boston is just a wing-heavy team that has a ton of guys that fit in that you know six six to 6'10 range. And the Nets we're incapable of matching up with them in the postseason. And you look at Milwaukee, a lot of long guys on that team as well. You know, you obviously have Giannis, you have Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis looks like he's going back as well, Pat Connaughton. So you want to have guys that can match up physically with a lot of these players, and you don't want to, you know, present yourself an uphill battle. I think the most important thing for the Nets in this offseason, other than obviously getting better players is creating a more versatile roster, a roster in which they can match up with different teams and have the option to play different styles. Last year, they were very stuck with what they had. And obviously, Steve Nash did not do a great job coaching, but he was limited in some of the tools in which he had at the wing position. So very important that the Nets upgrade here. And wings are arguably the most versatile position in basketball. You know, it's very common to see a wing being able to guard one through four. You know, it's very rare to see a point guard that can guard more than one one and two. Sometimes they can guard a three. So I think just looking at it that way and understanding how they can best surround, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons, it's going to be bringing in wings that can defend, but also knock down threes. And this has to be a top priority for Sean Marks. And, you know, we jumped into some of the other free agent groups in which you can listen on the podcast stream. We jumped in the Trade Target pod. If the Nets make a move, we'll be dropping something tomorrow, and you can expect plenty of podcasts from us. As always, appreciate everybody for listening, and check the Buzz on all streaming platforms. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.